0: So here we go.
1: You want to say here we go one more time? Here we go. Okay, so here we go.
0: Here we go.
1: And here we go. And uh wait a minute. One second. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Sorry. Please, sir. Let's uh let's get this moving. Here we go. Here we go.
0: Hey start the timer welcome to the location indie podcast an unfiltered behind the scenes no holds barred look at the realities of the location independent lifestyle from two gentlemen who are leading that lifestyle i'm trav and home is where the tutuba
1: is I like being called a gentleman. I'm Jason. I'm the other co founder of Location Indie, a community to help you become or continue location independence, travel the world, have the total freedom to do it. That's what we do. And uh, you can learn more at com. Trav, what's going on, buddy? I'm back in You're my quote unquote home. And,
0: unfortunately for me, home is not where the tutuba is. (laughs) That's your home in Norway. But I want to talk a little bit today about, not just tutuba, but why don't you tell people what it is? Because we had a little, a disagreement, I should say, in person, not disagreement. Oh, God,
1: I totally forgot about that. Let's
0: let's, (laughs) let's talk about the... uh, You are still...
1: The, oh, my goodness! The War of the Tutuba
0: and <laughs> <laughs> angered all Norway um, oh, travis because I think this shows that even the best of friendships can at <laughs> times be strained
1: i didn't even i didn't even think about that. Gosh, I wish I never said anything. I was just trying to to give you a little heads up just in case you didn't know. We were sitting down and uh, for a nice dinner at my mother in law's where you know she lives, my my wife's from like a, a a rural area, and it's it's like a farm area. And she had all the all the fixings out. I mean, she had the white tablecloth and all of the the fancy stuff. I was like, wow, man, really rolling out the red carpet for uh, Travis and his wife Heather, who were up there, and Travis's parents, who also came. Is so cool. First of all, to have the four of you visiting Engadal, Norway, a place that I'm just usually up there. Visiting my you know extended family there. It's such a beautiful area of uh, of the world, really. And to be able to share it with you guys, we had borrowed a a cabin from a family friend. A cabin um, with a grass roof, might I add, which has always been on my bucket list. Staying in a cabin (laughs) with grass roof, so check that off. (laughs) Right on. Just to have you guys a
0: great time up until. Oh
1: gosh, (laughs) just just to have you guys up there was awesome. So anyway, like. You know, I've spent a lot of time there, so I've kind of learned the ins and outs of, um, uh, you know, the the food there, the food that my mother-in-law makes and all, all the stuff around that. So anyway, she had been setting out some uh, tutu bar, which is essentially, it's like a, it's kind of like the equivalent to the to the American, like, cranberry. Like, if you're going to have, like, a, a meal with gravy and meat, then you would have, like, the tutu bar, which is, uh, it's a very tart um, berry. You know,
0: yeah, it's it's like a cranberry sauce, but homemade, and it's like cross between cranberry sauce and like a jelly.
1: Absolutely delicious, and absolutely I love it. Absolutely delicious. Travis loved it, absolutely loved it. Um, and you know, it's one of those things. I I, I didn't know if Travis was aware, but which I wasn't. My mother in law uh picks all of the tuta bar off the mountain behind the farm. Consequently, you know she she's pre-made this stuff. It depends on how much she gets for the season and everything. So some of it, you know, it comes out of the freezer. She has a bunch of frozen. I have no idea what her stock is, right? And anyway, Travis is just hammering down this tutu bar left and right. Now I didn't I didn't really know. It wasn't like I was paying attention to Travis and monitoring what he would eat. But I just I, I, I couldn't get my hands in the tutu bar. I I was getting a little jealous because I wasn't making it to my side of the table. I wanted to get a little more. And then I think a panic set in. I was just afraid that uh maybe there wouldn't be any tutu, tutu bar left for me. And I also thought maybe Travis didn't know that um that that, you know, this was a, a very limited quantity a delicacy, of this. I, right. I had well, no, not that there was a delicacy, but like I didn't know how much my mother-in-law had put out for the meal. So I wanted to just let him know a little bit, but maybe maybe I, I don't know, I, I should have never said, I don't know why I said that, I was like, hey Trav, you know, you want to go easy on the tutu bar or something like that, and you were like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and now ever since then, it's been a point of contention.
0: <laughs> well, and you are right, Jay, actually, you know, as funny as, as, or as serious as I'm trying to make it sound, it's actually very, very funny, because I had no idea... I thought, because she was getting it, you know, I just saw her bring it out of the fridge, right? I thought that it was just something that you bought at a store. You know, I thought it was, like, you'd get like, You, you jars can buy it at the store. Yeah. Right, right. But, I mean, I thought she had bought it at a store. You know, you get jars of cranberry sauce. So I was like, oh, no big deal. Because I saw her, like, bring it out. So I'm like, okay. But, yes, little did I know that she had handpicked all these berries, made it homemade, and that it was something that you stock up for... For the season, because the berries are only there for a little bit. So yeah, so I felt a little bad uh, about the don't fact even that think I had been it. crushing this tutu Come box. on, but um, but well, then you had then you then story. you guys had
1: the multikreme for dessert, which is a very special. You know, I I I see that only once or twice a year, maybe. I mean, you guys really had the full uh, the full treatment. So did you enjoy your experience up there?
0: Oh, it was it was awesome. It was it was to me the best part of Norway, which is typically how traveling is. You know these. Off the beaten path, authentic experiences. Like, why would anyone be an anger doll unless they they knew someone who lived there? So yeah, it was great eating the eating all the tutuba, eating the multicreme, the the cloudberry dessert, which I mentioned in one of my EPop podcasts is one of my favorite things to eat on our two month trip. Um, was nice. the multicreme and uh, getting a sheepskin rug from her father, which now sits in our living room. So anyone oh, yeah. ever visits, you got a sheepskin rug to wrap yourself up in. <sighs> now it was really really fantastic. Um,
1: I love and, that. T- I love that you guys got the sheepskin rug because it's like a little a little reminder every day that you get of Norway in it's your trip. It's
0: awesome. It's awesome. So yeah, so we have just gotten back from our our two month trip, um, starting August first, getting back basically September twenty ninth, where Norway was first, then Georgia, then Greece, then the UK for a wedding, then up to Scotland, well, which is part of the UK. And then back. And Jay, you as well were on about a month long trip the other way, to the United States from Norway to visit family and everyone could see your little girl. So what's neat about today's podcast is we both have got... You got back a little before me, but we're now both back at our respective homes, me here outside of Philadelphia, you in Ozo Norway. And I wanted to chat a little bit because this has been a question that I've gotten a lot, and I know you feel it as well a lot, and kind of a... A tough thing to balance when you're location independent or even if you're just coming back to a quote-unquote regular job is after traveling, after you've gone away and you've gone on a trip, whether it's a week, whether it's two weeks, whether it's two months, whether it's two years, whatever, and you come back. The idea of then balancing how to integrate yourself back into regular life again, whether that's working your regular job but pursuing a side passion to become location dependent, or whether that's coming back and you have a location dependent job but now you're home and you have to really kind of get into the nitty gritty. I want to talk about the strategies people can use to be successful in that because there have been plenty of times where I've come back from a trip been really excited but then haven't really channeled that excitement and passion into the projects that I'm working on because in my head during the trip I'm excited about it and I come home and I start spinning my wheels right away and I've done a little things on this trip coming back to to kind of hopefully counteract that and and channel that a little better and be a little more productive.
1: Well, I think it can be hard because it it is hard. You know, you're coming out of like this relaxing state, you know, if you're just traveling for travel sake and you're on that travel high and you're meeting people and you're having adventures and you know, the ideas are brewing up in your head and you've, you've got all these creative juices flowing and you get this sort of hyper like state of like, ah, all the stuff you want to do in life and like everything's you're riding this high, you know? And then, uh, when you come home it's hard to sit down and actually do the work cuz you can sit in front of a computer screen and you're like well, wait a minute like now it
0: all actually has to get I, done it's in my head and it has to find an outlet
1: yeah and then you know some of that is is always going to be like the unsexy behind the scenes no holds barred unfiltered process of uh starting a business which is the yeah i mean not not even just that stuff it's just like you know, all, all of the work involved that uh, isn't always, like, the sexy stuff, I guess. And, like, the messy process and figuring certain things out. And, like, you want to enjoy the process because that's your life, you know? It's not just about the end result, of course. But, like, I think when we're dreaming as travelers, I'm just thinking about this for the first time. But, but it's, like, you're, you're seeing all the fun part of it, not necessarily, like, the nitty-gritty work part of it. And then when you get back to make it a reality, it's time to go.
0: You're also seeing the end results. You're like, I'm going to do this. It's going to lead to this. and, And that's important. And that's why one of the reasons I took two months pretty much off, I mean, we were doing a little bit work, but two months just to travel again was to, you know, I didn't have a huge epiphany. There was no moment that was like, aha, this is my life's mission. It was more just clarifying that I really loved what I was doing because I actually couldn't wait to get back and start doing it. But that doesn't mean that it's done. Like you get back and start doing it, it still has to be done. I think you're right that it you, you 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 kind of gloss over the 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 actual mundane task, which is fine because you need headspace to do that. But I I've implemented a few strategies to hopefully make this time coming back. And like I said, I just got back less than a week ago when we we're recording this, so. And I've been successful so far. So, you know, four days in, woohoo, big pat on the back. But there are some things I think you can do that are that can help. And I'll give you some of mine. I'd like to hear some of yours or, or maybe your opinions on whether this has worked for you or not before. Um, and, of course, if, if you guys have stuff that you do, reach out to us because, as we know, everything is a work in progress. We could sure use your help. You can tweet us at Pack of Peanuts at Zero to Travel. But, Jay, one of the biggest things I did And again, I didn't have a big epiphany. I sat down and tried to write my journal, like some business stuff. And again, it was like more just doing it on the trip rather than coming up with anything great. But what I did do one day towards the end of the trip, I said, all right, I know I'm coming home in a week and I don't want to get down into the mundane stuff right away. Like I want it to be a, 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 a weaning in. So I wrote down about... 20 things that I wanted to have done by the end of the year. So that, you know, is October, so this gives me three months. So like kind of bigger picture, three months out, you could do it three months, two months, whatever you want to do. What do you want to have done by the end of the year? Right, you know, brainstorm. I'm a big fan of brainstorming. And then, and then kind of prioritize and say, okay, well, if this didn't happen, that's fine, but this one has to happen. And then I wrote down like five to 10 things that I wanted to have done within the first week of getting back home. And some of these were really unsexy, but I knew that there were things that had to get done that I wouldn't do if I started getting in day-to-day, like finishing my 2015 taxes, like going through 1,000 different expenses throughout the year and figuring out their business expenses, stuff that I would continue to put off that I know if I get them done, they're going to give me a lot clearer head going into the end of the year. So that's what I did. I I just had a list, like... Fairly small list of three months out, one or two weeks out, so that then I'm not forgetting about stuff. You know, you're not mm-hmm. just getting back into the daily grind and 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 treading water and doing day to day. You're like, all right, I need to get these type of things done. Have you have you done that?
1: Do you think it works? Um, no, I've never done that, but I really like the idea a lot. I mean, I think you know there. You're crossing that bridge to, uh, from everything that's going on in your mind on the travel high to actually creating actionable steps. But like you said, you're doing it in a way where, like you said, you're, you're, you're weaning yourself in a little bit, I think was the term you used. So you, you, so you don't forget your weaning. You don't forget your big picture goals. So you, you, you got those down, you prioritize them. And then you're actually taking action right away on some things the first week, which, uh, is like a good way, I think, to keep momentum or start momentum or keep it going, depending on where your mind is.
0: Yeah, and it's you know—I mentioned the two things I mentioned were really boring, like re- rectifying. Right, but it was like expenses. a monkey on your back. You know? It was. Like you
1: need to get it off. And and
0: some of the stuff that was like the weak thing wasn't that. Like some of the stuff was stuff that was working, as as you mentioned, I didn't think about this until you you said it, like I had this three-month goal, but some of the stuff that I wanted to do in the first week was like a baby step towards the three-month goal, which when I was writing it down, for some reason, I didn't think, okay, take this three-month goal, what are the baby steps you want to do in the first week, but that could be a really, it, it just so happened that they were, because... You know, but that could be a really neat exercise to do. You take the three months goal and you say, all right, what's the smallest little piece that I can get done that's that's productive? OK, I'm going to do that the first week I get back so that because a lot of us, you know, a lot of people listening will have certain types of businesses or will have projects or even if even if they're not a business yet and it's a podcast and it's a blog and you get home and then you're like, all right, well, I'm going to write a blog post and I'm going to do a podcast and all that's great. But maybe there's a bigger picture thing that you can also do before you get inundated with the stuff that, quote-unquote, has to get done.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and one of the hardest parts, I think, is getting going on those smaller steps sometimes, you know? But it's so it's so critical, and I think uh, it's empowering, too. When, when you take one of those smaller steps towards a bigger picture goal, it makes it real, right? And like one of the things that we both do that I know that I know you do and I do as well, that helps tremendously whether you're doing it after you're traveling or not. And we've talked about it on the show before is when you finish up your day, your work day, like getting a list together of the things you want to do the next day, you know, and, and prioritizing them and maybe starring like the one thing that's like the bigger picture thing. And then the other things you want to get done. I mean, and then you can carry that list over to the next day and everything like that. But there's something about writing it down at night. I find liberating and freeing for my mind because um, then I'm not worried that I'm going to forget the things I need to do. And sometimes like it happens, I finish writing my list and then I go and do something, take a shower or whatever. And like, I have to run back to the list like three different times to add things because I'm like, Oh crap, I forgot about this. Oh yeah, there's that thing. Oh my gosh, how could I, you know? um, So then I go back and add them to the list, but then eventually things settle down And then I can just relax a little bit and let my mind go. And I think that feeling, you need to have that because you need that space for your mind to process and everything like that. And I think that's what travel does. Going back to the travel thing, it's like you're giving yourself all this space to like create and like all the whatever weird stuff that happens in your brain when you're, you know, when you're sleeping or when you're like digesting your ideas. But like with travel, you're awake, you're like open to all these other things. But meanwhile, your brain's working on, you know, business things or other things in your life. And I think that's why traveling can be so, um, it can reveal so many things internally.
0: And it can be so helpful for the direction. Again, as I mentioned, I didn't have a huge epiphany in that, but I, I don't think that...
1: But also overwhelming.
0: Some, yeah, for some people that that does happen, but... I it 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 just gives you space to really figure some of the stuff out. Even if you even if like this trip, I didn't really think I was figuring stuff out. I was writing stuff down and kind of like, okay, this is stuff I already knew. But when it was on paper, it 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 could get out of my mind for a little bit, right? Right. What's that? It became real. It became real. And I, (laughs) you know, so one of the things that I focused on on the one week since I got back because you will be on a high from traveling anyway. You might be bummed that you're back, but you're also Mm -hmm. like for me. I was pretty happy to get back. I, I was really happy for the experience I had, but I was really happy to get back. So before I kind of lost that happiness of being home, like, yeah, this is great. I put on that one week list, things to get done the first week, stuff that I usually tend to shirk and not do. And you know what those are is because we work together. Those are anything to do with finances such as taxes, such as going through the business expenses, such as getting our bookkeeper the account information, like just stuff because I'm like, oh, I'll do it later. And it's and kind of on top of that, it's like organizational stuff for the year. So it's like, okay, planning, oh, what podcasts are we gonna do? Why don't we plan all the podcasts out for the rest of the year, stuff like that. So those are the two big things that I tend to push aside and not give time to and not give enough thought to. So I said, all right, in the first week, I'm going to do that because I'm going to feel good about being home. I'm going to be excited to be back in my office. Oh, I've got two monitors. All oh, this is great. You know, so I said, do the things that you that you normally don't want to do or just aren't good at first and then you could do that. And so like I had um, Tiffany schedule like 15 podcasts with people within the first week and a half because I thought, all right, if I'm really serious about getting scheduled, that's one thing that, that will help do that. So that's, I, I urge people to do that as well. While you're still kind of in that like good mindset, take the things you don't typically do or don't want to do and get them off your plate so that then when that mindset subs, kind of goes down, right? We all feel that, right? You get in that, oh, I'm um, back home lull. Some people it might take a month or, or a couple months. For me, it takes like two weeks and I'm like, oh, I'm ready to go again. So while you're, before you're hitting that lull, Do the stuff you don't want to do. When you hit that lull, then you've got fun projects. Oh, cool. I get to like hop on and do this neat thing with Jay, or oh, we're going to be doing a question answer session with our community, which we love, things like that. So that that kind of, you're not in the lull and doing the things you don't like to do.
1: Make sense? Totally. I think uh, also going back to, the momentum piece, you know, you're giving yourself something to look forward to in some ways when you get all excited and juiced up about these projects you want to do, then you're coming back for the, from the trip. Like you said, you're going to face this inevitable kind of like, Oh, you know, I'm not on that travel high anymore. I'm back. You know, what am I going to do? And, and, instead of having to ask yourself that question you already know what you're going to do right like you have, you have a plan you've already probably done some things and uh there's always stuff we look forward to coming home to uh particularly for me I call it the loop you know i go and i get like all the food that i missed When I was there, like, if I'm gone for a long time, you know, I'll go to, like, this restaurant and get, you know, this Thai curry because it's my favorite. I'll go here and I'll get this beer because I love it and I miss, like, all this stuff that you didn't get to have because you were gone traveling for 10 months or whatever it is if you're gone for a long time. And that's fun, right? That can kind of keep the travel high going and, like, you're excited. in a way, like not even the travel high. You're like, oh, I'm excited to be home. I get to, you know, see people I love and, yeah, and friends, do family, these yeah. yeah. And it's like it's really fun. And then you're you're getting readjusted. But sometimes, like the other side of that is like the work side. If you're talking about your own business stuff, or if you're trying to figure out what that is or whatever, you know, that can be like a weight. So having a little bit of a the, maybe the things that you know you mentioned doing taxes and stuff like that. I don't know. If that's a thing I would have picked, I might have maybe picked the, like a fun thing to start it off to be like, okay, let me just like, y- you balance it good. I don't I know think if that's going to be... I because
0: I've got like, now I've got five podcasts I have to record with awesome people on interviews tomorrow, but like the day, be- you know, so it is. I-, I definitely wouldn't say do everything you hate when you first get home because talk about a momentum killer, but try to balance it enough that you keep your momentum while getting those other crappy things done while you're in a kind of a good mood.
1: Yeah. And even if you're, uh, you're not like currently running a business and you don't know what those things are, um, maybe, maybe it's just picking that idea or like f- dialing in like that final thing or like make, you know, somehow taking a step and in- making the idea real and, and getting excited about it in that way and, and knowing, okay, this is going to be a real thing. I'm going to do. I have that clarity now. I have that vision. And by the way, the clarity and the vision. Whatever you have for your business, like I've come to learn it's always going to (laughs) change. Like the, it's, it's going to evolve organically to an extent. So it's great to have that, but then not to be too tied to it or tethered to it in, in a way. So you can actually be malleable with the business and, and make adjustments and, and listen to the people that are telling you what they want and, you know not necessarily it's not necessarily going to be your idea ultimately at some point you're turning it over and it's going to be it's going to belong to whoever your customers and clients are and then they're going to kind of help you steer steer the course of it if that makes sense which is a whole other topic but
0: it is and i think if there's something that when you were traveling or or, you know and you're out doing and and it was really taking a hold on you and and we've talked a little bit about it but the like for me, it was real estate, and I was just st- still really into real estate and looking at properties when I was away on this two month thing. I would also say, like one good way to keep the momentum going and keep that balance, Jay, is to like is to is to then hop on that passion when you get home or, or take some steps with that, even if it's out. So we're talking like a passion outside of what you're already doing or your business. Because that helped balance for me. It's like, all right, I'm going to go look at these properties and have fun then. And yeah, okay, I don't mind then coming home and doing this like nitty gritty finance stuff for a couple hours because usually I do it first with, and I knew something was happening that night then like, oh, I'm going to go look at this stuff. Or maybe as you mentioned, you have dinner planned with your folks or I was helping uh, my my dad and his five brothers and their wives, 12 of them, plan a trip to Italy. So I knew, like I was spending two hours going through these books and being like, eh. But I knew then I was going to get to go and hang out with them and help them plan a trip. And so like, it, it it's like the word momentum that you used is the most important word we've used in this podcast. And that is it. It's balancing it to keep the momentum going after you get home and, and being able to be productive before you hit that kind of lull, that stop, that Ugh, you know? Um, and I think for me, it's, it's balancing the stuff I don't want to do, but no needs to get done with fun stuff that then keeps me like, it's like being on a ship, right? You're keeping afloat because you're like, down a little bit, back up, down a little bit, back up. And I think that that has worked really well for me for the four days that I've been home. at least.
1: Quick question about, I know you're going to look at some real estate here shortly. Um, do you have any properties you're going to look at that are like so far beyond what you think you can afford but you're going to look at it anyway
0: um y- yes kind of so yes there is nothing nothing one is a duplex and it's like four hundred and ninety five thousand dollars so it's well above what i would want to spend but because it's a duplex it, it makes sense there's nothing i'm like going to look at that's that's way out of my... Pre- you mean like a, like a crazy home where you're like, I'm going to go look at this million and a half dollar home. There's no <laughs> chance that I actually buy it. Well,
1: thing. I don't know. I guess the point I'm trying to make is when you come back from travel, you do have these... I feel like if you come back with ideas like like you have or different things, you come back with very high aspirations. And I think it's okay to indulge in in some of those like... I guess I would call them reach goals or whatever you want to call it. where like, maybe, okay, maybe it seems insane, like whatever that is for you. Like maybe it seems like totally crazy that you would have this thing that you want or like do this thing or whatever. But like to entertain that as like a real possibility in the first week and like taking your mind, just say like, okay, like I'm going to separate the fact that this isn't going to work for me right now. I'm just going to like embrace like this is a vision of something that I want. Like I think that's cool.
0: It, it's kind of that way in that I've had this idea where I want to get real estate and and have it as a short term rental property for for a little while, right? Like use it because we've Airbnb'd our house here, and I'm like, okay, I like Airbnb, I like be I like being the host. I'm ready to get a property that's just that. So I haven't pulled the trigger because. Uh, it's scary because it's a lot of money. I mean, yeah, you're not going to buy a house and then it, the money's gone. And I know it's a good investment, but it's still scary. It's a, it's a lot of the money that we have saved up, put towards something that I'm not 100% sure will work. I mean, I've, I'm overly cautious. I, I've, I have crazy spreadsheets of it. I went to my dad, showed him it all. He's like, wow, you, you really know this stuff, don't you? So I've planned and planned and planned for a while. And so it is. it's kind of like what you're talking about, Jay, where I've just said, all right, I know I've planned. I know I want to do it. I have a good plan in motion. I'm scared to do it. But if I do it within the first week or two when I'm home, like it's just, then it's done. So it is that kind of idea where not it's like I'm aspiring to something. It's more that I know I want to do it, but because I'm on that high from when I come home, I'm just going to take the plunge and I'm going to do it. And uh, and so, yeah, there is that. There is like, before, you know, if I waited two months from now, Jay, and I didn't get anything, we could be having this conversation, i could be like, yeah, that was a cool idea, but I'm going to go on something else. But two months gave me enough time when I was away to think about it and know, yeah, this is something I am passionate about and want to do. So I'm just going to go do it. So I might come home today with a new property.
1: Well, we'll see. And uh, speaking of momentum, well, there are a couple things. Uh, we're going to do a quick Inside Location Indie segment here. Um one of the things I love about the community is that there's always somebody on these crazy trips. So I can kind of get the travel high vicariously, you know, I can check in on a location in India. I can be like, somebody's like, Hey, I just, uh, I just landed in Croatia or whatever. Like they're always doing something cool or they're posting pictures or whatever. I'm just like, wow, now I'm getting like a little bit of that travel high every day. Cause I'm around people that are doing it, even if I'm not traveling. So that's one thing I love about it. And one of the other things is keeping momentum going on various things, and that includes um, this month. I'd like to do these? Are you hearing that? I am getting little notifications right now. I'm not sure if those are coming through. Those are not coming through. I apologize. But. Okay, well, they're coming from this uh, new app that we just brought into Location Indie, which is basically like a mobile chat app. So it's like a you know, basically you're taking Location Indie everywhere you want to go in in your pocket on your mobile phone. And there's a. Uh, desktop app for it too so you can have it on your computer and i'm getting these notifications and people are chatting and we have different uh, open forums there and uh one of the things we have is a, a challenge we do a monthly challenge in location indie and decided to do a little physical challenge this month we're doing a 30-day plank challenge so my buddy and uh, one of our Wait, community- is that the, is that like double dare what did they used to say on that like you're doing a physical challenge
0: didn't you have to pick something <laughs> yes. and then it was like a was it a physical <laughs> that's challenge that's what they said
1: That's true, yes. Something like
0: that. Mark Summers.
1: Way back in the day. Um, So he has a 30-day plank challenge. It's supposed to get you up to a five-minute plank. If you don't know what a plank is, it's like putting your elbows and like forearms on the ground like making your body straight like almost like push-up position and just holding it so somehow we're gonna hold it for five minutes by the end of this month so it's a little bit every day and we're on like day four so you know after we do our plank we post in there and say like hey we did it we did it so we're holding each day other accountable done, so like it's that. been uh it's been really fun i said plank you very much day three finished the other day uh joe chimed in he said me too hashtag plank life <laughs> so yeah, it, we're all chiming in cool. and keeping People things going
0: pictures of themselves planking and it's neat because like the other day I was I would have forgot to do a plank and I got a notification on my phone that someone had had said I I did my day two or day three one and I was like in bed I'm like well uh, I guess this means me so um it's really cool being able to have this mobile app called river is the is the name of the app and we're using and and it's great because it's for these challenges it's to communicate like so um one of our new members had a question about like what m- camera to use so she posted in there people are chiming in so it's really awesome that it's basically real time slash instantaneous answers or chat with other people who are doing it so it's really taken the location in community to another level especially for these like daily challenges where you can just chime in and hold each other accountable right away
1: we are over time right now chris thank party. you very much for listening chris already buzzed us so uh yes thank you very much for listening and um if you want to check out our community location sign up over there there's a totally free newsletter we're still dishing value over there even if you're uh not in the community you can still get some stuff from us there and uh trav good luck today on your property search and um wishing you all the best keeping that momentum rolling Thank you very much. I wish I had some tutuba ice cream that I could take with me today. Uh, Extra man. mental strength in this property search. <laughs> Thank you
0: guys for listening. We'll chat soon. Cheers. Peace.